too. Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be here. Welcome to the sexiest football podcast this side of the Swan River. And also, it's footy from all angles. Uh, (laughs) Boys, it's Barely Touched Him, episode 23. I am joined by the effervescent Corey Daffin. Hello, hello, hello. And the also effervescent Joel Brinnick. Can you tell I haven't thought of an intro this week? (laughs) That's the only adjective I could think of is effervescent. How are we, lads? Yeah, good good yourself? Yeah, good, good. good. Uh, I had a quiet weekend of just watching football. Yeah, I was the opposite. I had to catch up a lot today because I had a very busy weekend. I did the the Barbenheimer double. Yep. And uh, so I missed a lot of Saturday because I spent uh, literally the entirety of 12pm to 9pm doing the meme. I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I have seen Barbie. Thoughts on Barbie? Loved it. Same. Absolutely loved it. Ryan Gosling should win Best Supporting Actor. He did not phone it in at all. Just (laughs) killed it. (laughs) Absolutely killed every second of it. And uh, the choreo, not to put any spoilers out there for people wanting to see Barbie, there is a choreographed oh, the dance, uh, dance fight at the end of the film. Very good. Hardest I've laughed in the cinema yeah. in, a, in a very was, long time. I was laughing the entire time. I, yeah, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. We very, wa- very we good. We walked out of there because Chloe was pretty quiet the whole movie. And I was I was pissed myself. Yep. I was like, didn't you, didn't you like it? She was like, no, I liked it. You just liked it a lot more than I did. Yeah, it's for the boys. <laughs> it, it, it really is for the boys. Uh, anyway, the football did happen and football news happened also. Lots. Obviously, the biggest story this week in the uh, Australian football world, the legend Buddy Franklin has retired. Yes. Uh, effective because of his uh, calf injury immediately. And one of the greats of our lives, one of the greats of the game, is uh, he's hung up the boots. Your thoughts on Buddy? Let's start with you, Joel. What comes to your mind when you think of uh, Lance Buddy Franklin? I think everyone just remembers that 1,000th goal being kicked yeah, and that was everyone good. running on like they did. Like I remember I was sitting there with yeah. Corey. We, we were at the pub together, yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm not really, have never really been a big fan of Buddy, but I was hyped. I was yeah. so fucking oh, hyped. Just watching. And he doesn't like the limelight. We yep. saw what he, he didn't want to do an interview when he did retire. But he lapped that up, that moment, and realised how special it was for the league. And hopefully he does come back on grand final day and do a lap of honour. And Oh, for sure. You know, yep. At least yep. let the fans say one final goodbye because the way he went out, obviously, is not what you want for a champion. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it does suck when you don't get the proper this is my send-off game and you can't, and you can't well, line this, it up. This is the thing. Like, I've, I pitched it. We talked about it a few times um, during the year. I've said that he should have announced his retirement. Sydney should have announced his re- retirement at the start of the year and then every game they would have had way – every Sydney game would have had way more people coming because it, was their, it would be their last time to see him. Well, I really, agree. They and now, know the, now they don't have that. They knew well, it. I, I, think, I yeah. think he would have known that this was it. I don't think he – well, you, you can only speculate. But How old is he? Thirty-seven. Thirty-six or seven. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, yeah. Be, he'd be pushing thirty-seven. But and his CV is just insane. Like he's got two flags. He's got eight All Australians. I think six Coleman's. All his best mm. and fairest as well. Like, yep. 
Well, I remember... Is there uh, only play to kick five goals against 18 teams? Every every single team. Yeah. I remember, I think it was Sean Bergwijn. In fact, it was Sean, Sean Bergwijn. They were interviewing one year for the Brownlow coverage. This was a few years back. Yep. And Bergwijn's played a lot of footy, 300-plus games. Absolute mm-hmm. legend of both clubs. Seen every single good player you could imagine in his era in the flesh and played on them. Uh, they asked Sean Bergwijn, who are the best players that you've seen like, and played on in the AFL? He said... Gaz Jr. and Buddy Franklin. Yeah, did, and he, that's, I think, pretty, yeah. Like, he that's, did have, that's he did pretty have that spot electric uh, quality that um, not many or if any other players possess. Yep. Run, running along that um, wing in that pocket like, like yep. he did. And it was the modern key forward kicking 1,000 goals in his career and 100 goals in a season yep. in an era with flooded defences and with zones and defensive shapes that are designed and succeed usually at stopping Fords from getting to the football well, and stopping yep. them from getting space. Did you see the um, little graphic they had up on Fox footy of like the adjusted goals per, I guess you say error. Yeah, I did I see saw that. that and it pushed I mean, it up to like 12, 30, Yeah, it's like adjusted for error. I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't love that either. No, it. but it definitely, he does come closer to Lockett than what his original final goal Yes, but also be. that's like the, the, I, I do agree that you need – his goals have more weight because of the era that he's played in. Yep. But also on that list is Gordon Coventry and there's no footage of Gordon Coventry no. playing. No. So you can't really determine how Gordon but Coventry I mean, it, would have gone. A, it's a net win for Sydney. Oh, for sure. Because oh, they, sure. I mean, they can reduce their employment numbers by about three now because they there's three people that apply grease to Buddy Franklin every game. <laughs> yes. So they can, well, get, they can get rid of them. You've got to let the daughter. Have you got any grease? <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman. <laughs> Corey's gone very heavy on the sound effects this week. And what a, what a, a cameo there from Corey. I mean, he is pretty greasy. He's he? a very greasy man. He's a very you know, greasy you've man. Got, you've got the, the, the twin tower. Of greasiness in Tom Tom Hawkins and oh, Buddy Franklin. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other greasy players from my lifetime. Mm. Ben Cousins, of ben course. Cousins was very he greasy. was a very greasy very player. Greasy yeah, because um, he was sweating out everything. A lot of that greasy did. on and Wait. off the field. Uh, greasy on and off the field. A lot of that Eagles lineup loved the yeah, grease. I remember grease. Michael Braun. If you looked at <laughs> Michael Braun's pipes and Chad Fletcher's pipes during a game, that's a lot of lard that they've chucked onto those pipes. Another retirement one uh, that is going to fly under the radar in comparison to Buddy. Shannon Hearn. Oh, yes. Shannon Hearn has retired today. Um, One of, if not the best mid-sized defender of his generation. Should we talk, should we just talk about Shannon for for a minute? Yes. Um, What's the... The, well, in, in terms of Buddy, there was the game where he absolutely flattened Buddy. Have you have you, have you seen footage of that? Of uh, Shannon Hearn laying yeah. him out? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's very it good. It's very good. And for them to both retire in the same week is fantastic. I've been seeing that clip flowing around a lot, which is great. Well, like Shannon Hearn, even though he's only six foot odd, he was he's always been so thick. Even coming in to the league in thick. his first season, he had... Like a 65 meter drop punt on him, and they were playing him as a forward, and they didn't really know they didn't really know where to play him. And then he just settled into that role as you know, I'll take the kickouts and whatever whatever forward you want to throw me on. 
And even in my ha- – I've always loved him. I've always loved yep. Shannon Hearn. Even in my hatred for the Eagles after the 2018 grand final, yes. couldn't hate Hearney. You, know, you can't do it. There's, there's one thing about Hearn which is very funny. He's always looked about 40 years old. Even when he was 18, he yeah. looked 47. Yeah. And it's he doesn't look like he's in our current time. It looks like no. he could be – Isn't he only like 32 or 33 years I, old I think now? he's 33, 34. He's, he's in, one of the older is, guys in the league. He looks 10 years older. But <laughs> a handsome 44 is yeah. what he looks like he yeah. looks very good either way uh, he had a blinder on the weekend though yeah we'll get to that perhaps when we get into yes. the footy results the other big uh key news item that i would like your boys input on is yet another port adelaide concussion gate mm. we've had the clash of heads between Lockie jones and alira Aaliyah. it was very sickening very sickening impact where Aaliyah looked knocked out off of not only the impact of the head clash, but oh, he went limp hitting the ground as well was an awkward bump. By the time he hit the ground, he was out. Like he, he was Lockie limp. Jones was holding his head yep. after it. And you guys watched the game live. I did I not. Did, Can yep. you talk me through you watched it? How did it make you feel watching it? Well, I, I watched it with a sev- several people. There's about eight or nine people watching uh, watching it at that point. And everyone was like, oh, he's gone. Yep, he's out. Done. He's deaf. He's HIA done. concussion. And yeah, I think it was six and a half minutes later, he strolls back on. Everyone's like, what the, the fuck is going on? Yeah, no. We didn't have the commentary on either because we had cricket on another TV and everything. So it, yep. was, it was silent. And we were all looking at each other. Like, what, what the? the fuck is happening? How are they doing this? What the? He's, he's gone, right? He's gone. He's definitely gone. But yeah, and as it turns out, they. Did they shirk the 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 what's it called the, the scat, scat test? test which the, is, I don't know what that, that stands needs for. To be renamed. Needs because scat is poo. That is poo. Scat is poo, that and is we poo. don't want to be doing. It sounds like they're doing a school <laughs> test of of a Lira Lira to see if he's concussed. Uh, but uh, uh, looking at this, uh, looking at this angle, we can see uh, he's fucked. Uh, it all was, angles. All angles. I think this Port Adelaide doctor has royally fucked it. Yeah, because there's is, been there's been cases in the past in the past few years. It, there was several. A, there was almost. Well, I don't, I don't know about several, but there was a like an identical seeming one where it was a head clash between two players. It was Tom Jonas and Zach Butters. Yes, and they both came back out onto the ground as well, and. When you're dealing with concussion stuff, the general rule I feel like for the AFL over the past like three years has been better to be safe than sorry, yes. get them out of the game. Because yep. you, even today, Max Lynch, former Ruckman for um, Collingwood and Hawthorne, had to retire early at 24 yep. due to con- concussion uh, doc- issues. On doctor's orders. On doctor's orders because he had too many issues with concussions. You look at Paddy McCartan, you look at Dan Venables, guys like this, this comes from head knocks not getting taken There's seriously. Over 20 court cases going at the moment, like the whole class action against the AFL. They mm. can't afford to have instances like this that look really fucking bad. I think, this, that, I think that's exactly why the AFL uh, probably will and should uh, come down. That, well, they've port. already enforced port to enact the uh, yep. concussion protocol because they weren't going to do it. No, well, it's, they're not playing this week. That's, yep. that's come out. That's um, the AFL telling port yeah, to do that yeah, after the fact. Yeah, neither of them, are, they've, they've both been ruled out as they... Uh, rightly should be. And I don't, I, I don't know anything about this guy who is the doctor, but he's if, been there for twenty years. That's mm. what, yeah, like that's before concussion awareness really hit the game. So I don't want to stereotype this guy as an old boy who says, "Oh God, we got to get the win." But that's exactly what I'm going to do. I can't think of any other reason no. why 
everyone watching it would say, oh, dear God, get him off and concussion test him yeah, just 100%. to be safe, except the doctor whose job it is to do this yeah. and he fucks it. Well, um, the, I, I looked at the um, the actual bylaws. Um, st- there's a list of stipulations of when you need it. If, if a player appears to be unconscious like uh, for um, – like anything over like a one second or something. That's that's one of the that's stipulations. Done. Like yep. you you're done. If they're like horizontal, if they're unresponsive, you're done. Which he was. He, he absolutely was. He was, was, he was absolutely as clear as day. It was clear as day. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the results, boys. We could harp on about concussions being real all day, which yes. they are. They are real. You got to you got to take these things seriously. Uh, you got the results there, Jolie. What was the first game? Alrighty, so Friday night, you boys would have seen this and paid a lot of attention. I but did. Carlton I did. Getting up on Collingwood by yes. seventeen points. Um, no. not mad at this at all, and no. Carlton deserved the win thoroughly. Yep. Um, and the Blues, it was the Blues locked it locked it forward. Yeah, they and locked it forward. You and... guys had your chances. You kicked shit. Mm. Yes, but uh, it wasn't just Collingwood's inaccuracy that cost us the game. It was the ground ball. I thought that Carlton were really swarming on. Yep, they. It, it, was very, it was very similar to the way that Brisbane beat us and Melbourne beat us. If we don't win in those contested tight phone booth yep. contests. It's very hard for us to enact our game style. And we gave it a crack, but Carlton were just deadly and Kerno was absolutely yeah. deadly. Some, uh, Best some, on ground. Some some very funny footage of uh, little Nicky Dacos being slightly <laughs> selfish on a couple of occasions and yes. missing, which uh, I think he'll get lit up a bit by the boys through yeah. the week. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think he even needed to. The disappointment on his face when he... Didn't hand it off to three people that were standing there and then missed a goal. He was like, oh, shit. But if you nick Dacos, that's the mentality you've got to have. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And, uh, look, does the blueprint, or does the Collingwood blueprint need a little tweaking possibly? And this is the best time to take a loss. And you yep. get two games clear anyway. Yeah, so we're top of the ladder anyway. Good. Top of the ladder anyway. Uh, you got uh, anything for this game, Joel? Looking through some of the comment sections for um, – Carlton supporter pages, you would think they've won the grand final. Oh, they're they're they're, they're is, up and about. It is they're up and about. The same people who were calling to sack Vossi uh, <laughs> six weeks ago. Um, so one thing with Kerno, did you guys hear about Mark Robinson having some comments on Gary Lyon? No, our favourite man Robbo. Our favourite. What man did he Robbo. say? What so did he say? He's had a crack at um, Gary Lyon on his show. On that Monday night, what's it called again? The couch. Three sixty. On the couch. Oh, on the couch. couch. Yes. So yes. They talked about Kerno for about thirteen minutes, and right at the end, Gary chucks in, "Oh, the time he kicked seven or whatever." Yeah. You know, just a little, you know, personal thing about himself to pump himself up. Oh, Gary! At the time, Gary kicked seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah give, okay. Give yep, yep, yep. Yes. And then Robbo put out a column the next day. <laughs> Roasting. He put out a whole column about yeah. it. What? Absolutely ripping apart Gary Line about this... commentators who need to learn to talk about the game and not their own. Oh, Jesus. Oh, mate, I'm with Robbo on no, this one. I that. absolutely love that. <laughs> I look. Right it's only because Gary. I'm I'm suffering from Gary Lyon overload. It's yeah. He made so one often, fucking comment. No, no, this is not just the comment. That couple I, of years where he took a was break. Was this petty from Robbo? Yeah. Absolutely. But absolutely when it's targeting petty. Gary Lyon, I am so sick of Gary Lyon being the lead host on Fox Footy coverage mm. when he's, he's very not smug. a very good host. I'm no. sorry. 
He seems like he's constantly behind the script and just flustered and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, the camera cuts to him. He's oh, smack- and, and we're back. Oh, oh, God, what are we doing here? And no, he, he's just behind. <laughs> he's just, we were I, just I, talking I, about head knocks before, weren't we? You compare, you compare Hutto hosting to Gary yep. Lyon hosting. It's night and day. So get into him, Robbo. All angles. All angles. Uh, next, next game, Joel. Next game. I'll uh, read that game, column. Next game definitely shocked us a bit, but the cat's going down to Frio at the Cataract. Yeah, I thought this was my game of the round. To be I honest. thought this was take it to the fucking bank. There's no way Frio this are winning was, this, this game. This is unreal. Talk us through it. What did you like? Um, well, Frio's midfield, like, and we. It's not like it's a surprise because we have seen them do it, and they. It is an elite midfield list. They were turning it on and just running it, running it through. At, exactly at times, it looked like the way Collingwood does it. Yes, it was run carry transition real, and uh, King Freddie was. Uh, he's the walking highlight reel at this point. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. He kicked a Gary Ablett-like goal from the pocket, which was just running away from the goal, deep into the pocket, slammed it on the boot, and it goes through. Mm. All, the, all the other players had their hands up. What the? What the? <laughs> Did that go, go in? To, to, to go to GMHBA, and they have got history of uh, famous victories at GMHBA. Yes. If you remember the flag tilt yep. of 2013, uh, they won a huge final there. Uh, you know, maybe I'm not, they're not going to win finals this year, but vibes when Frio win away at Geelong. Yeah. Big vibes. I think um, the, the key player was Hayden Young shutting down Paddy Dangerfield and – racking up 20 of his own disposals at the same time, which was unreal. Very handy uh, player. Huge outs for Geelong with Blitzarves and Hawkins, which is, you'd have to say that's them done. Yes. They, they were on the line, on the bottom edge of the line to push, and they were looking very dangerous. But last week they didn't look so hot, and this week Blitzarves and Hawkins out, they're done. Yep. Joel, any, th- any, uh, any notes that you had on this game? Yeah, well, Blitzard's obviously going to be out for six to eight weeks, so you'd expect, unless they're going to play in the grand final, that he's done for the year. Yep. Hawkins, they're looking about two to three, um, and with his body, you'd expect possibly longer. Yep, so Jezza needs to turn it on if they're going well, to compete. they've got four games left. Yep. Mm. And realistically, there's a big chance they could miss the eight right now. Absolutely. And Absolutely. a lot of their matches are against teams in that top eight. Yep. Yep. So... There's no fucking up from here. Yeah, they've got to be dead perfect. Next game. Uh, next game, we've got the Q Clash. The no, Q Clash. Actually, we don't. We've oh, no. We're premature, premature Q Clash. Yeah. Um, Bulldogs, it was hype, though. Yeah. Bulldogs, GWS. I did watch this Ballarat. one live. I was at the pub at the Belmont uh, at the Belmont Tavern, and I had it on mute, so I didn't see how hype the commentators were getting. I was... Uh, it's probably better because it was Kelly Underwood. I was... Oh, hey, shout out, Kel. You know, I know you're trying. Uh, <laughs> she always I, gets the orange team. Yeah, the, she always gets the orange team, guys. Was Derm on there as well? I love a bit of Derm-Kelly oh, uh, I don't think it combo. was Derm. I think it was Kingy and Kingy and Kelly Underwood or maybe Dwayne Russell oh, and Oh, Dwayne. And I love Dwayne. Yep. Either way, uh, I could tell immediately rocking up to the pub. I'm like, all right, oh, that's right. This game's at Mars Stadium. What a yeah. shithole. Uh, yeah. And it was looking like a shithole. Mars Stadium doggies win. They, the commentators were talking about it constantly. Yeah, uh, about how bad the one side of the ground was uh, to uh, to the other. Yep. Um, actually, it was Lee Montagna. Yeah. Lee Montagna. Oh, Joe, Joey loves and, to have um, a crack. Before yes. before the game, um, Bevo actually 
alluded to the fact that one side of the ground was the dead zone. They call it the dead yeah. zone. Uh, and our, uh, stop having <laughs> games there. Stop having so games one, there. One side of the ground, if the ball goes there, it, it's just stoppage after stoppage after stoppage after stoppage. That's it's like unreal. local footy. Yeah. Like, yeah, occasionally you'll come across a ground. Like, I, I actually, Lightning Park in Naranda, the one on, on Reed Highway that is a. Uh, Absolute shithole for this. I feel like yep. every game I've played there, the wind hits that ground in a certain way where the fat side is just not touched because you know it's just going to be log jammed. Yep. And, yeah, that, that can't be happening at AFL standard. Either way, what a win by the Giants. Yeah, well, what I, think, I, uh, I think this game was won and uh, fought and won by, by Toby Green. Mm-hmm. Toby Green alone was the, was the deciding factor there. The dog's defence is just shocking. It's bad. Absolutely shocking. It's and bad. Uh, Bevo, uh, our, our Lord and Saviour, David King, had a bit of a crack at Bevo on SEN today saying Ooh. he didn't move the magnets around enough in response to yeah. GWS storming home in that last quarter. Yeah, well, like, King that was staunch on putting uh, Norton back. And I fucking agree with yeah. him. I, yeah. I agree. Like, if you need an intercept marker, then Bevo, sorry, then uh, Norton is your guy to chuck as a loose. Yeah, Start him in the forward line and have him run back. Have him run now, back from the centre bounce. Especially now that Hugo Hagen has proved himself as that lead-up forward yeah. um, and Norton has been a bit iffy with the marks, uh, slam him back. Yeah, back absolutely. Back. You got anything, uh, any notes on this one, Joel? Yeah, so Bruce looks like his career is done. Josh Bruce. Yeah. Uh, ACL, was it? It's his ACL on yeah. his other legs. This is his second no ACL in... Not too many years. That sucks for Brucey. You think 12 months, he's 32 now, out of contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and apparently it's meniscus as well. So he's basically ruled out for all of next year as well if he was to play on. And this, I mean, this stint with the Dogs was like a last chance draw anyway, wasn't it? It really was. Like and he wasn't doing great before that. It was another least He will on always life. have the bag of 10 he kicked <laughs> yeah. on Good Friday. <laughs> yeah, always. The and reason <laughs> that game is not Bulldogs and North anymore is because he kicked 10 and <laughs> obliterated them. So that you can't take that away from so you, So we've Brucey. also got um, Alex Keith, who's out injured as well. Yeah. Mm. Concussion. Doggies, like... You, it's not they looking good for the dogs. It's good, really man. not looking good. See, they can they can either fire it up or let Bontempelli put the whole team on their back. But the one thing that Bontempelli can't do is be a defender. Yeah, you need Bevo needs to have an all time spray. He needs to do yep. the old school lock in. I reckon at the club, yep. lock, lock him with the team. Well, lock into the Bulldogs means getting on the pingers and blacking out the windows. That's right, and uh, that's <laughs> that can be bonding. That can be team building for a team with the right coach well, if you and the right pingers. To the reports, there's apparently a big divide at the doggies. Oh, what really? reports have you heard, well, this Joel? This is based off what Dunkley has said to other teammates. Oh, wow. Get out Lawrence, of here. Okay. I wonder what factions are at play. Well, yeah. apparently there's basically two groups at the doggies and players that are in Bevo's little group and players that aren't. Okay. That's not good when you have groups forming, when you have factions forming. You know where that doesn't happen? The pies. No. No groups at the pies. We love each other at the pies. Everybody love everybody. Uh, And Toby Green, is he a chance for the Brownlow? No. No, but he could make top five. He'll, I think he could make top five. He'll be five all in the Australian camp. without a doubt. Oh, but, lock him in, lock him in. He could be all Australian captain. captain. He could be all Australian I think, captain. I think Brownlow. It's it's well and truly locked up at this point. It is. Yeah. No. It's a one horse race for the Brownlow. Um, I think. And honestly, Nick Dacos could probably not play and still win. And still yes. Win. Agreed. Next game, Joel. Uh, next game. This was a 
barbecue clash. So Gold Coast absolutely flogging what? Brisbane by I eight points. The fuck! I had the best time. I had the best time watching this. I was just, I was so stoked. Yeah, I was so. Your stoked. boy. We'll get to this in a dump. Oh, your mate. boy, but Corey's boy, Sammy mate. Flanders. He, to- he topped the disposal chart again. He could have won the medal. He could. He could have won the medal. He's topped at the disposal chart in every game the last four weeks. I think he came second once. It's a sight to behold. It is unreal. And took Miller. He. It was it was him that really did it. They well, took Neil out of the fucking game. I think it was a, a directive from Stephen King because when you were watching the footage, any time a player, didn't matter who it was, went near Lockie Neil, they were shoving an elbow in, yep. and throwing took a shoulder into took him. Apparently said to Stephen King, "I want Neil this yeah. week." He said yep. to him, "I want the tag on him." Mate, the entire team was just grinding him down. And by the third quarter, you could see it. Took Miller was running like thirty meters ahead of Neil. He couldn't couldn't get near yeah. him. He he's, was a, just he's, a, he's an athletic specimen, Took Miller. Another, course, another good matchup in this game was the coaching move of playing Ben King as a negator, a diffuser, uh, to quote yep. David King, our Lord and Saviour, on Harris Andrews, chopping him out in the air. That was a directive, he said, from the coach. You just stop Harris Andrews from yeah, intercept good. marking. He didn't take one. And Ben King kicked yeah. five goals. It's. I mean, they didn't just beat him either. It was, what, what was the margin? 40, 50 41. points? Yeah. It was a, it was Immense. a slapping. The, Immense. That, that midfield, the Suns midfield just looked so elite. And Brisbane was dead. I mean, whether how much of that was Ashcroft not being there, maybe a bit. But they give you a bit of leeway, though. Um, but Jesus the, yeah. Christ, it's the it's the Lions versus the Suns, and they got absolutely slapped. How many times have I written a line through the Suns and said they're fucked, they're done, and then they <laughs> the next week they will just the boys blitz them. They will blitz them. And em. also, I mean, the big one was we got Nutgate. Oh yeah! The, oh we yes, nut the nutgate. Yes, so the, the took, squirrel took grip. Miller, took Miller going for a bit of a body slam tackle on Dane Zorko, and uh, I mean you can see he does grab his nuts. Yeah, but that ha- that can happen. That happens. That I mean, can it's happen. not like he was looking at him yeah. and grabs him. He's just kind of yeah. his hand just goes there. Once you're in the of thick grabs. of it, once and you're you've in... done that before, haven't you, Corey? Oh, every day. He's sometimes every day. these things happen. I I, rem- I have had my nuts grabbed playing football, and we do, and I have grabbed a nut. Playing yeah, football, we do. We do have the audio here. Oh, we've got. Oh, we've the scene. Yes, yeah, that's damning. Not happy. Not happy. Damning footage, and uh, no tribunal to answer for. I don't think. No, he, he, no he they wiped it out. They wiped it out. So people, people have speculated online whether uh, because Dane Zorka is a bit of a grub. Yes, everyone a, knows allegedly that. Gr- alleged grub. No, yeah, he alleged. Is. He just he yeah, is at this uh, point. Okay, yeah. They're He's speculating grub. if it was if it was um, Zorko <laughs> grabbing. Miller's nuts. Two weeks. If it would be a big thing. And yeah. absolutely it would. Yeah. And it should. <laughs> and it would be deserved. Uh, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a great line here. Uh, Miller grabbing uh, Dane by the Zorks is better <laughs> than Zorko grabbing Miller by the Tooks. <laughs> <laughs> With that next game. That's very good. Uh, next game. So this was Eddie, um, Marvel. Sorry. So the Bombers getting edged out by two points from the Swans. Oh, this was heartbreaking. In Buddy's last game. This, oh. this was heartbreaking. I was, I was going for Essington. Here they, uh, they were making it look difficult. Essington, the whole way oh boys! Well, they it's... came back. That's the thing. Essendon really just, gave it a crack. They just made it. This wasn't a pretty game at all. They yeah. made it look so difficult. They they can do that. The Dons. Oh, they can God. do that. 
Um, their defence, I mean, similar to but in a different way to the Bulldogs, where it was just not there. Yep. Atro- atrocious. They are uh, they atrocious. are undermanned and undersized back there. Yep. They have been all season. Yeah, um, I think I think they'll um, they'll start to be looking towards uh, what they can do in the off season, who they yep. can bring in. They should go for. I mean, I, I know that Barras is apparently a done deal for Sydney, which is still crazy to me that the Eagles letting him go. Well, I mean, he's got a broken but if, back. But if Barras is on the market, he's got a broken back. Yeah, no, but. You've you got to take him. Give him the off-season to recover the broken back. back. I, if he, he would slot so well into that Essendon back right. line. Well, when they're going to get Mackay. They're going for Mackay, you reckon? They, no, no, uh, they, they have interviewed Mackay already. Yeah, okay. That's going to happen. All right. So I bet my left nut. On on Sydney, uh, this was another another um, great game for Marty stepping up yes. and showing that he can be somewhat of that Franklin role, uh, although he, he doesn't have the same kind of run Yet he's he's ever, he's getting there. He's, very he's, good. he's getting there. Yeah, he's got a good set of dukes on him though, Amadi. Yeah. He can he can take a yeah. grab. He can he can kick a goal. And I've got an interesting Buddy uh, v Essendon stat here. Oh yes, uh, Buddy has the most goals against Essington since they've last won a final. Seventy nine goals. <laughs> uh, second, <laughs> nearly the time. Second is uh, Eddie Betts, sixty two, and oh. Tom Hawkins with uh, fifty six. That is damning. Yeah. That is absolutely damning. Yeah. God, I the only prediction that I might get right from our early season predictions was Essington in ninth. And <laughs> I, it is honestly looking like they're going to yeah. have a famous victory on their last round of the season. And, I will and say, then they'll be in eighth and then a team will edge them out will, to ninth on percentage. On, on, your, on predictions being so hard to do, this season has been one of my favourite seasons. Easily, easily, I mean, yes. Just look at the way the ladder, uh, especially that middle section of the ladder, is so unpredictable at the moment. I mean, usually by about round ten, the eight's kind of locked it's, it's up. It's sort of yeah, it's 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 locked up. It's stitched up this a bit. A, but this is an unbelievable season. I don't, I don't. I, I did a ladder predictor today, and I was looking at it, going, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like this is going to be wrong. There's no fucking way that I'm going to accurately predict these <laughs> games. I don't know what I got in tips this week, but it was probably fucking two. Uh, uh, I think two or three. Yeah. God, yeah, yep. horrendous. Next game, Joel. Uh, next game was a showdown where Adelaide oh. decided to absolutely belt Port Adelaide by 47 points. The Crom. The Crom Dom is back on. The Crom Dom is back on. Yeah. Uh, Tex Walker kicking seven oh. after uh, Joel made us aware before the podcast that Kane Corns, yeah. a quote has surfaced. Yeah, I've got the quote here. So earlier in the season, um, Kane Corns said... Uh, I think we need to put the performance of Taylor Walker in big games under the microscope. Oh, dear. Does he play well in big games? He oh fills up on the North Melbournes and the Hawthorns and the Fremantles. But how often does he kick a big bag against oh a top four side or I in a big game? Can't think of any well, times. Apart from this time where he got 20 disposals, 18 kicks, seven contested possessions, 15 scoring involvement, seven <laughs> goals, and the showdown medal. Apart from that. The Texan. And now I don't want to harp on, uh, you know. And he is second in the Coleman. He's second in the Coleman. I uh, don't want to harp on uh, Kane Corns because, as you know, he's a, he's a close personal friend. Close personal he's a close friend. personal well, friend. Well, if of you ask Tex Walker, so there was a comment that was made in the post-match press conference uh, asking, well, your friend Kane Corns has made this comment about Rory Sloan. And Tex was very quick to shut it down and go, uh, he's not my friend. Oh, just <laughs> Kane taking he, fat not, L's left, friend. right and, and centre. And we will get that sound grab for next week because it is honestly perfect. He's not it's, my friend. It, 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 even no matter, how many L's, no matter how many L's Kane, Korn ta- Kane Corns takes, 
you can guarantee he's going to double down. And that's what oh, I he respect will. about he him. Will. He will absolutely never admit that he is wrong. No, never. He will double down, never. except for the Jack Ginnivan thing. He did it with the Jack Ginnivan thing and he yeah. got the hair dye and everything, but can guarantee you he'll be back saying, no, 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 I'll back that in. <laughs> I, 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 I said the right thing. But what a showdown. Uh, Tex with a deserved medal. Um, Extreme pressure from the Crows. Yeah. My they, God. Uh, they were throwing themselves at every contest. a smoky for the finals. Yeah, look. The crumb. They're going to have to keep – they have to play that exact game over yes. and over again to do it. Next game, Joel. Let's whiz through them. All righty. So the next game was the Saints – Doing a number on the horns. Oh, well, oh. I wouldn't say doing a I number. I wouldn't say doing they a were, number. Look, they were no, looking uh, fun. I know you're going to find a way to give Saints votes here, Joel, nah, but I mate. don't think this was, this was, this was them no, doing no, no. a number. This, this is, is the my worst game to talk game. about. You guys go on, about then. the last This was the worst game of the nah, round. Both of you, shut the fuck up. Just go for on, a Joel. Give me something for a change. Saints' first quarter was incredible. If you didn't see those nine goals we kicked, Mm. We, we couldn't do anything wrong. We were handballing it to no one and mm. someone was there. But, but then, then, then what happened after then that? Then you did some things wrong after no, 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 that, look, I we, think. We were rested up and then came back in the last quarter pretty strong with another <laughs> five goals. But what I did like was... So what you're saying is I, uh, another what, what bottom three team has, did you miss? has really uh, challenged <laughs> you. What part of let me speak and shut up did oh you miss? Oh, my God. All right, go on then. Mr. Speaker. Um, Caminiti and... What was his name? Shaman. Shaman doing a number on Sicily was really nice. Basically, as a defensive forward. He yeah, did. He did very well. That's one. Um, Tim has been suspended. No, well, he got off. Did he? Yeah. Oh, did he? Ah. Oh, oh, hot off the presses. Yes, very good. So, Crouch, Wangani Malira was insane. He's He's been one of the best performers for the Saints this year, I think. Very, very consistently getting the ball and using it well. well off half-back, he is doing that Jack Sinclair role and Sinclair is now going into the middle. Yep. And he's doing it incredibly for a second-year player. Oh, for sure. He's uh, he's he's. I, I love watching him play. He's a beautiful kick. Runs well. Very intelligent footballer. Yeah, he's might be one of my favourite Saints at the minute. It's him. It's him or Wilkie. I reckon. Uh, well, a lot we'll of respect for those way, boys. Mitch Owens. Okay, <laughs> let's just say Mangani Malira didn't play enough games last year, and he was doing this type of stuff this yeah. year. Oh, he'd definitely be right up there in the Rising Star. Yep. Like, but it was a good effort from the Hawks. Oh, uh, another one where they're effort. contending against teams yeah. that should be putting them away. It's a shame, it's a shame that Caminiti got let off because it would have done a bit of a circle of parody here. Round 11, James Sicily suspended for one game for bumping bumping Anthony Caminiti. Round 20, Anthony Caminiti suspended for one game for striking James Sicily. Uh, well, he didn't really strike him because Sicily's soft. He turned and around he went and hit down. him. Yes. Yeah, Barely touched him. Barely yeah, touched him. Right, That's right, the name right. of the show. But What's the next game? Next game, let's whiz through them. Uh, next game, Melbourne coming out in the last quarter and finishing off Richmond at the G. Mm. Yeah, the Tigers were in there. The Tigers were in there, but Gorn, uh, I think, is the most valuable player in the entire league. He fucking point. might be at the minute. Yeah. He, he really might Absolute be. Absolute clearance monster. Yep. Didn't it need w- anyone else, just did it by himself. When the game was there to be won, he he won the game. And it yep. sounds ve- it sounds reductive, but without Gorn dominating in the middle and against, you know, even though Ivan Soldo is not the best ruck in the world, he, serviceable. he, he ate him alive, yeah, he just ate him alive, bullied did. him out of every toss. Uh, he was getting tackles, taking marks, getting clearances. Yeah, I think he had, uh, I've got it written down He here. had like 26 or something. He had 26 disposals. 28 disposals. 28, 28 disposals. unbelievable. Yeah, un- huge for a ruckman. <laughs> he had seven clearances in one quarter. Yeah. And Melbourne uh, making the charge. You know they're going to just start rolling well, the, and finding the, um, that form for finals. They're the only team in the top four that had a win this week. 
Yeah, well, there's a, what a tipster's nightmare, you might say. Mr. Tipster's nightmare. <laughs> to quite kick it forward, uh, friends of the pod. Uh, next game, keep whizzing through them. Uh, so this is Spoon Bowl, last game of the round. And oh. the Eagles getting up by five Mate. points to record their first. Brings a tear to your eyes. Now, this I was there for. I uh, went with the lovely Nadia. We had a great time at this game. Uh, just uh, inspired performance uh, yeah. from both sides in the Spoon Bowl. Elijah Hewitt I liked. Elijah Hewitt was very good. Yep. He's going to be a gun. He yep. really, really will be a gun and well, just incredible from him. Uh, I I thoroughly I, – I thought Brady Hoff did some really good things as well. He, yep. he had some good uh, Bailey turn Williams. of foot. Bailey Williams. Honestly, yeah, I was – I was when we would do our Adopt Your Boy segment, I keep begging someone to adopt Bailey Williams because <laughs> at the start of this season he, and, and towards the back end of last season – he was really not looking like a first-class ruckman at all. He was getting no. – uh, he would make a lot of clangers in a game. He would get completely dominated in the ruck. He would make these mistakes. Wasn't a great kick. Compare that to where he's at now, like specifically these last this last month and a half of footy. Bailey's turning it on. He is really turning it on. Yes, they're losing by a fair bit apart from this North game. But yeah. fucking Bailey, I, I tell you what, this, I was wrong. This, Even though they're losing all of these games, the experience that these players are getting is going to be unreal. Yes. Like, I, I'm, I'd said at, towards the mid part of the season that, that the Eagles will be playing finals in two years, and you said that sounds insane. It, did, it still does sound I insane. I don't think it's insane at all. Yes, it is. It is insane. I think I think you're a crazy person. No. I think it's, no, I think it's very insane. You watch. Niles Barkley, crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was Brett Ratton's last game for North Melbourne as well as coach. Yeah, uh, yeah look, uh, we lo- I love the Rats, uh, and, but the he rat. didn't really coach well in this no, game. No, well, no, what he was he coaching with? Well, you know, <laughs> he he's coaching against the worst Eagles side that has ever existed. Yeah, and they. Uh, I'll get to this. Uh, oh, we, did, we didn't mention the, the retiring either. Is, uh, is it Zebel? Is Zebel retiring yeah. too? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, yes, we forgot. Yes, we no. Forgot shouts that. out Jack Zebel. He came on as the sub, did a couple of handy things. But I think the the best part of this game is something I will get to when we go to our MVP voting. Okay. Now, this is the top five players from each of us in this round. Uh, top player gets five votes. Fifth best player gets one vote. Let's go through it. At the moment, Nikki Dacos does have this medal sewn up. A dollar and zero, 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 one on sports yeah. bet. In fact, it's suspended. suspended. It's suspended. He's winning the BTH MVP. <laughs> but the top five it's engraved. and the top ten, anyone's guess. Yep. Now, let's start. We'll go to, from the uh, other end to me. Joel, you want to start with your top five from the round, mate? All righty. So I want to give a special mention to Bailey Williams first. I love that. Yes. Um, but one vote, Errol Goulden. Mm-hmm. 37 Goulden. touches, a goal, 10 yeah, not marks. Bad. Not bad. You Huge. know, just chopped up. Uh, two votes, Naziah Wangani Malira, one goal and 33 touches at 82% off yes. halfback was that just incredible. That one's hard to write down. It's very long. Yeah. Just write in <laughs> NWM. I'm going to write Wang. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as good of a nickname as the Big Cum. We've got the <laughs> Wang. The Wang. Go on, Joel. Uh, three votes to Maxi Gorn that last quarter yes, where very he just deserved. absolutely chopped up. Uh, four votes Toby Green. Five goals, two against the Doggies to win that game, basically off his own back. And five votes, I don't think you can look past Tex Walker. Oh. Yeah. No, okay. I, I, yep. I like it. He kicked seven goals against the second top team in the yep. comp. No, that's yep. good. Very good. Showdown. Corey, what is your top five, sir? One vote, Toby Green. Oh, yep. Two votes, 
King Freddy. Oh, he was huge. Just unbelievable. I don't think he's been on the camp before. We've I, got it. We've got it. We've got a debut. I think he has. No, also, he has. I don't think Wangani Malira has been on. Wangani Malira also has. Yes, he has. He has before. Okay, yeah. Sorry, go on. Tex Walker, three votes. Yes. Max Gorn, four votes. Yes. With the 28 disposals and the however many clearances. And five votes took Miller. Oh, huge. It was it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable f- performance from him all around. All right, um, well, we've got From some, all angles. It was from good, all angles. Uh, I've got it. We've got very different top fives to each other, and mine is no exception here, boys. Uh, for one vote, I'm going Ben King. Ben King. Yep. Absolutely amazing job as a negating aerial presence for Harris Andrews. Took him out of the game completely in what was tipped to be a dominate a, like they, they, were, they were expected to get flogged by Brisbane here let's yes. be honest Ben King took out arguably their most important player structurally and kicked five goals himself yes Took Miller was amazing Noah Anderson was amazing but Ben King for the job he played I think was the most valuable player yeah. in that game I'd like to give five points to Stephen King on this because that, that oh, was a coaching masterclass I'm also listening to the audiobook of The Stand right now oh, and good. it's fantastic yeah, yeah very very good, very good. Very so that's another Stephen King he's a man of many talents <laughs> Uh, two votes, Tex Walker. Tex Can't Walker. believe I've only squeezed him in for two. But as Joel it's mentioned, been a big week of upsets. Seven goals against uh, you know the second best team in the comp and in a showdown. Huge context for that game. Three votes, Maxi Gorn for the reasons we have discussed. Twenty-eight disposals, huge clutch performance in that last mm. quarter. Four votes, Charlie Kerno. Ah, the, yes, of course. I would say, most damaging player in that game, in that uh, win over the best team in the comp, the beautiful, handsome Magpies. But he couldn't set a foot wrong. He got the better of Darcy Moore in a lot of contests, got the better of Murphy when he was one-on-one with him. No matter what situation he found himself in, he was scoring or assisting or involving himself with well, scores. You're a better man than me. I couldn't give votes. Couldn't give it to players. him. And five <laughs> votes. And... I don't think he's been on the count so far this what? year. Five votes to a debutant. I think it might. I, I, I could I'll tell be you, wrong. I know everyone that's on it. I could be wrong, but for five votes, I am going with Shannon Hearn. Oh, Hearny. One of the best lockdown performances with his job on Nick Larkey, who was expected to kick at least six goals yeah. every other time. So he's third in the Coleman at the moment, Nick Larkey. Oh, As we know... When Charlie Kernos played the Eagles this year, ten goals, ten goals, nine goals. When Tex Walker's played them, ten goals. Nick Larkey, who's just below those two on the Coleman, without barassing this back line, I was looking at him line up. I was like, who are they going to play on him? Are they going to play Rhett Bazo? Like, who, who the fuck have they got? They have no height back there. Mm. The Eagles watching at Optus. I've seen big Shannon Hearn or medium-sized Shannon Hearn rather go straight to Nick Larkey from the opening bounce and he was one-on-one with him all day. Nick Larkey only kicked two goals and none of them were legit one-on-one victories against Shannon Hearn in the air. He was given up like four inches, five inches on him. He would just muscle him under the ball, edge him out from it. He finished with 21 disposals seven intercept possessions and seven spoils at 100% efficiency. Oh, yes. I have never given five votes so hard. <laughs> Shannon Hearn, you're a stud and you've had a great career. Yeah. You deserve this. Now, I will tell you, I'm 95% sure Shannon Hearn has got one vote already. Damn it. All right, well, <laughs> you've got five more, Shannon. You've got five oh, more. That's very legend. good. That Absolute very good. legend. Very and good do we and have well Monty's deserved. votes at all, anyone in the... Uh, uh, yep. 
chat. Joel, you've got him over there. Yeah, so Wayne Miller from the Adelaide Crows is his one vote. He's given a crom a vote. I can't believe yep. it, Monty. Uh, two votes to Paul Curtis from North Melbourne. Yeah, he was dangerous. Yep, three votes to Marcus Bond from Pelly. Fine. Oh. Uh, four votes to Maxi Gorn. I'm gone. And five votes to... The, uh, yeah, nut grabbing took Miller. Took Miller. Miller with a tenner this week. Right. So now uh, the, the count. I don't think there'd be much movement in the uh, Miller, in the standings after Miller will after go that. up a little bit. Yes, he, he's in the top ten, I believe. Took Miller? No, no way. I think he is. I don't think he is because he missed a lot of footy. Yeah, that's true. He, he missed did. a lot. I don't he, think he is. He missed I don't think much. he is. But he a tenner will, will put him up from wherever yeah. he is. Surely, yep, definitely. So now after the top five, we are going to go to not adopt your boy yet. Not adopt your boy yet because. We were going to do a reply from the mailbag of last week and it was of a course. good question that we would get back to. I think it was Cracker Craig. I think it might have been Cracker Craig. We got asked, who are your three most improved players in the AFL this season? I think we go to our three each. We'll each say who our three are yep. and justify it. Yep. So we'll go the same order. Joel, who did you get for your three most improved players in the league and why? All righty, so starting with Tim English. Yeah, oh, not bad. yes, not bad. Yes. He, he's basically <clears throat> edged ahead now to what we expect to be the All Australian ruckman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd well, think he's he's a shoe in. You'd think yes. so. We think yeah. so with now. Darcy, with and Darcy going down, it's yeah. He was that was his only competition. And in it's my taken eyes. time as well. You know, we saw him when he first came in, very lanky, and still hasn't got the biggest amount of muscle on him. But what he does around the ground, it's incredible. Yep. He's very. He's an incredibly efficient ruckman as well. He's yeah. another midfielder now. He's yeah, a for very, sure. Very, very tall midfielder. Bit of a Dean Cox type. Yeah, exactly. he reminds me a bit of Big Dean Coxy. Good pick, Joel. Um, second, we've got Nazai Wanganee Malira. Yep, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So what he's done, and he's basically taken up that Sinclair role and running off half back has been incredible. Yes. Um, and I think for a second year player, what he's able to do. Really, really is impressive. Yep, for sure. Um, number one, Errol Goulden. Oh, yes. He's yes. Errol. Yeah, very just good. On the wing, he's the best winger <clears throat> in the comp right now. Yep. He's an absolute jet. He's, oh. a, he's a lock for all Australian, no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, that's if they pick actual wingers, I which I think, they are, I think they are being more pressured and aware to yep. do an actual winger this season or 100%. two because the wingers are ju- have just been so much more pronounced in how much ball they're getting. Well, like, the, the way that the game is moving. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 winger is melding into a a, a newer, more hybrid yes. role. They're getting more of the ball. Yeah, they're getting more of the ball, even though the winger is still its own position. And uh, but yes, very good, Corey. Who I are your three? We'll take Isaac Quainol. Oh uh, yes, for yes. most of this season, and he may still be the best one-on-one player in the league. He loses no one-on-one contest. Sam Taylor would be up there as well. Yep. I'm not sure what the stats yep. say, but um, very, so very Isaac, hard to Quain, beat one-on-one. Quain has always been a good team man, but never a stat leader in any sense. He's yes. just kind of been there to play a role, but he is legitimately an elite player now, uh, especially uh, in a key position. Um, Oleg Markov. Oh, you've I've, gone with two pies yes. already. I've, talk, I've talked about Oleg Markov a lot, but it's just such a heartwarming story. Yes. And the more that the more games he gets, the more he's fitting in, and the better he's playing. And to the point now where he is a legitimate jet. Yes. He is an absolute jet, and he's in there twenty-two. Yeah, you is, can't take him out at the minute. Yeah. You can't take him which out. Which is he's incredible. Too 
And number one is Jeremy Finlayson. Oh, yes. The Jezza. <laughs> yes. The Big Fin. We love the Big Fin. We do love oh, the Big Fin. Oh, yes. We've talked about him, about him at length, so I don't really need to go into it too much. Yeah. But he's huge, huge fans of Jeremy, Jeremy Finlayson yeah. on this podcast. He's been amazing this well, year. Well, I have one magpie as opposed to your two. And my magpie, uh, these are in no particular order as well. These are just three guys that highlight yep. to me. From where they were last year, from where to where they are this year, these are, I think, uh, my favourite improvements. Uh, Bobby Hill, I'm starting with. Uh, from being sort of on the fringe at GWS, even though he was getting games, he's now hit a career high for total goals and disposals in a season by round 20. Yeah. And he just seems like a much more damaging player around the goals. He's kept Jack Ginevan out of the side. He, has, yeah. he is the reason that Ginevan, who was our best small forward last year, yep. is not getting a game. And that I don't, if you told me before the season that this uh, was going to be the situation, I wouldn't have believed no, you. I thought neither. Bobby Hill was going to spend the whole year in the twos, honestly. And he's completely proven me wrong. Excellent, important player for our forward structure. Uh, another one, Jack Lacocious. Okay. From awkwardly not fitting into their half-back line yep. in the Gold Coast Suns lineup. He was a good long kick off of half-back if he could hit the target, but you wouldn't really say he jumped off of the page. He wouldn't have been one of their first guys picked each week. He was sort of meandering back there. But most goals he's ever kicked in a year prior to this season was eight. Fuck. And he's now sitting on 34 uh, moving forward. And he's just been arguably the second best tall forward for them after after uh, Ben King. Ben King yeah. he's, he's been very important for Gold Coast. And now you'd think he's now one of their first five or ten guys picked every week. I think I it's been a massive that. leap up That's for him. Very good. And I know I said this isn't in particular order, but I think easily the most improved player in the AFL mm. by a country mile this season compared to what they were. One... Grian Myers. <laughs> Silly name, so it's a huge plus. We love Grian Myers. He's changed his hair. Yeah. He's changed his outlook on attacking transition football. He is possibly on track to beat Jason Ackermanis' record for most goal assists in an yeah, AFL how close season. Is he? He's only got to get a couple. He's more. on no, no, no. It's a bit more than a couple. He's on 32 at the moment. The record is 44. Oh, that's so, not bad. If, yeah. But that's including a final series because this was set in 2004 by Jason Ackermanis. Mm. So if Geelong make finals he can get and it. get a couple of games, he can absolutely equal that record for most goal assists in a season. You'd say there's a bit of um, Lionel Messi about him. You, you, you well, might Jared even would. say he scans the field from <laughs> all angles. <laughs> so great question, Cracker Craig. If you would like to get involved with the uh, Barely Touched Him mailbag and get us to uh, respond to a question, hit us up on Instagram, Barely Touched Him, or, you know, find one of our phone numbers, stalk us. I'm not your boss. Oh, I'm not going to tell you how yeah, to do PM your job. Me. I'll, give, I'll give you my number. Yeah, give you my number. Now we go into the flagship segment of the Barely Touched Him podcast. It is, of course, Adopt Your Boy. Good. I what like a segment. Way. Can you tell I've had a fair bit of caffeinated beverages? Are you peaking today? I'm peaking. I'm peaking because I can't have any beers. Uh, now... Because we've got a fair few new listeners to the podcast, we've been going, the numbers have been a little bit up this week, a bit more engagement. Maybe our, our dear listeners might not know the boy criteria. So at the start of the season, we set up this segment and the idea, the foundation of what adopting our AFL boy is. 
Now, lads, I'm going to rail off to you. Joel, give me one of the criteria for adopting a boy. He's got to be a bit shit. Not a bit shit, but he can't be a superstar. Can't be a superstar. Can't be a media darling. Can't be a media darling. Can't be near awards. Has to be under 25. Yes, before the start of the season. Yep. Before the start of the season. Had to be under the age of 25. Can't have won any individual accolades. Copy that. Can't have won any individual accolades. Can't so no, be in the leadership group. Can't be in the leadership group. Captain or vice captain. No siree, Bob. And <laughs> it helps... If he's got a funny name. If he's got a funny name or an ugly face. Or he's not conventionally attractive. If he's ginger, that's great. And Uh, that's not to say that any of our boys are ugly. No, no. I think think they're all quite handsome. But it helps if they are. My one's very small. Uh, He's very, very small. That's a big tick in there. Just anything that's a bit. What's wrong with being small? Nothing wrong at all, Joel. We love Patrick Parnell and yourself. We love all our short kings. If there's nothing wrong with being small, then why are you sitting on two cushions? He is sitting on two cushions right now. Now, and he's still <laughs> significantly see. shorter than me on a chair. Uh, so now this is what the, the boys we have adopted under this criteria. You can see if you are viewing this on YouTube, you can see pictures of them. Here. Yes, we got them in photo frames. Uh, mine is Patrick Parnell of, of the, the Adelaide, Adelaide Crows. Crows. Hasn't been getting that many games this year, but he's been very unlucky. He's yeah. been very he's unlucky a, not to get a couple. them. He's had a couple and he's also nominated for Mark of the Year. Took yeah. an absolute hanger. Earlier on in the season. Fuck, I forgot about he that. He might actually win the car. I forgot he about that. He might actually win that car. Do you still it is... get a car? I think you no, do. you don't. What, I don't, what I do thought, you get? Do you not get a car anymore? I think it's 50 grand. Oh, no, I'd rather a that. car. Yeah, I think it's just 50 grand cash. Oh, because I love when commentators say when someone goes up for a hanger and they drop it, he goes, oh, he's, he's dropped the car. car. He's dropped, dropped the, car. the car. I love that. Oh, there's no actual car. Joel's boy... Joey Richards. Yes. Joey Richards. Talk us through your boys. Left. Talk us through your boys' season so far before we get to the weekly stats. Look, he's had his struggles with injury. He's come from the VFL. He didn't play. No, he's come from country footy, so he's never played VFL before. Yep. So he's taken a bit to get used to it. Taken a bit to get used to the game plan. But hey, he's ticking along, small forward. I've gone over to Melbourne. I've met him. Lovely guy. Yes, that's very good engagement from our intrepid reporter Joel going over mm. to meet his boy, and. Arguably, the, the king. le piece de resistance, the king of boys, is Sammy, Corey's boy. Sammy is more Flanders. of a daddy now. Sam Flanders from the Gold Coast Suns. Talk us through the season for your boy, Corey. Well, he, How has it been? He was catching a couple of games uh, towards the start of the year, but got f- kind of forced out of the squad, then kind of came back in, and then copped an injury. It was a, uh, a ligament injury in yes. the knee, um, and since coming back from that. He is dominating. He is leading the disposal count in every game that he plays. He's, he's getting over, he's getting he's getting 30. Over he's getting 30, 30 disposals plus. every week, including this week where he got 31 or yes. 32. Could even. have won the medal. Honestly, could it's have won the medal. Unbelievable. The, 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 the rise of Sammy Flanders has been meteoric. Yeah. And now it this is, is crazy. We are now obviously, for the rest of this season, he is your boy and we're so yep. proud of your boy. Yep. But he, well, after this season, he may no longer be eligible for boydom. He's he a man. Might not, he, he's, he, a man. He, he's a man. He's a man. He has now matured into a man. So next season you is, might have to is, uh, send him off to college because he's 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 not your <laughs> child anymore and he goes to college to study 
medicine we could only presume because he's such a smart footballer. He is a, uh, he is a friend of the show and he's uh, been very kind in the messages on Instagram. Yes. He, he loves that we're following him yep. and um, and uh, going for him and hoping for the best We are the, the biggest fans him. of Sammy Flanders on the on the Barely Touched podcast. But there, so will, now, we, there will be a ceremony at the end of the year to um, graduation, re- release maybe. him into manhood. We can play as we go on. <laughs> we remember. We will. We, but will. we will do that. We will do that later on. But th- either way, this is just to get the listeners, if you Back haven't up, been up aware speed, of the Adopt Your Boy segment, yep. we want you to adopt your boy if you haven't already. Tell us who your boy is. Tell us how and, their and season start, has gone. Start scouting for next start year. Start scouting for next year's yep. boy. And remember, you know, like examples of eligible boys, if you don't want to go with uh, Patrick Parnell or Sammy Flanders or Sam Flan- or, uh, or Joy Richards, you can't because we adopted them first. Bailey Williams from the Eagles would be a huge, boy. Huge one. Um, who, else, who else would be a boy? Before this year, I think Ed Richards from the Doggies would have been eligible. Yeah. But now I, he's I getting a think, bit. I think we would. We would split on that at the he's start of the year. He's now ineligible, yeah. I think, because he's getting too much of the ball. Well, I th- my argument at the start of the year that was that he was ineligible because of his father. Oh, because he's a legacy, yes. yes. No, yes, you're right. he's a ranger. Yeah, that yeah, gives so him that, another point. That brings him, that brings back, him back. So he's a ranger. Yeah. That's another point. So <laughs> Ed Richards is borderline. That's a, that's a good ma- – so Bailey Smith, not a boy. Not a boy, absolutely. If you not. have an underwear contract, not a boy. Chad Warner, not a boy. Not a boy. Friend of the pod, he has messaged me before, but he's too good to be a boy. Yeah, too, too good. good. Too so good. this is the criteria for you. Let us know who your boy is, and we'll go to our boys this week. Patrick Parnell, uh, the week that my boy has had, he was in the he was named in the ones last week, and he got mm. dropped with illness. At the uh, last, had a bit the of last a flu. second, the last second he got drunk. But he has come back. He's come back from the illness, not into the ones. He's gone into the reserves Adelaide showdown, uh, which the reserves Crom beat the reserves Port ninety-two to twenty-seven. They've smashed them, and Patrick Parnell has ended up with twenty-two disposals, two tackles, and five rebound fifties. That's good. So that's a that's a classic Paddy Parnell yeah, game. Yeah, that, that's that's his stat standard line. stat line yeah. for Paddy off of half back. Love to see it, and he'd be knocking on the door. He's doing his job. He's the crumb dumps back on. You know what you're going to get, get from in. Paddy. So if there's a couple of you know machinations of guys being injured, he's ready to go. How did Joey Richards go in the VFL, Joel? How did your boy perform? Alrighty, so he had 14 touches and a behind, with along with five marks. Could have been a goal. Could have easily been a goal. Could have easily been a goal. So look, he's getting a bit of the footy, and it's pretty hard to break into that Collingwood side. Well, at the 14's moment. a bit up from what he's usually on, and isn't it? And that's a small forward. Yeah. yeah, hardest position in the game. Not exactly. position Not in the bad. game. And uh, as I said, uh, Sammy Flanders just continues to be on fire. Uh, 31 or 32 disposals, he's, just all over it. He's, he's getting he's older just, by the day. He's just looking more and more elite. Like the, the way he handles the ball, the way he's throwing, it, throwing himself into the contests, unreal. Yep. And he, he looks like he's might have put on... Another five kilos. They or grow so up. From the they start grow of the up season. so fast. Our boys. Oh, they. Man. They just. He's just. He just looks. He's so good to watch. He looks elite. in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> Little boy blue and I'm the man proud. on the moon. Even though uh, I have absolutely no connection to Sammy Flanders whatsoever outside of this, I'm very proud of him. Yes, we're so proud. Very now, proud after the adopt your boy segment, by the way, send us in your boy. Please do. Barely touched him on Instagram. We will read it out next adopt your boy segment. I would like a big stream of boys coming in yeah, we, to our we DMs. Love it. We love the Next segment is, of course, Is Joel Okay? Mm. Where we check in on our boy Joel, who is a St Kilda fan, and it's been 
to put it lightly, an up and down season, let's mm. say, for uh, the St Kilda Saints. Talk us through where your mindset is at right now with the boys, Joel. Look, the way I look at it, we've got four matches to go. And where are we sitting? Fifth. Fifth on the ladder. Somehow. Do not deserve to Somehow. be in fifth. That is fucked. That is but we're so sitting fucked. fifth, at like about a game and a bit ahead of, you know, whoever's in eighth. So it's ours to lose. We can definitely make the oh, eight. But- but how, how, yours to lose, you've already lost it. How, how can no, you, no, 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 I don't how, think you've realised. How can you quantify? <laughs> we're in eighth. But how can you quantify that after you barely we're, we're beat North, you barely beat the Eagles, you and know, you've you just barely beat fifth. the Hawks? They are still in fifth. Do you fifth. know how? Right, Corey, right. that's three wins. Yeah, I know, but what does that say about you if you have to play anyone that's not those teams? Well, so, who have they got this week? Who have they got coming up? So I can tell you who our next lot are. So mm. we've got Carlton this week. Huge you, game. You'll get smashed. Huge. But us winning that really cements us in the top four. Now, I mean look, I I don't know what Saints are paying for that, but I think it's about $3. I think, uh, I don't know what sound effect you're playing there, but was it a fart? It's a sad trombone. It was a sad trombone, yes. I'm going no headphones today. But usually that's where Corey would be playing a fart. I did play one. That's why I guessed it. Now, <laughs> talk us through the keys to victory against Carlton Joel. Look, we just have to stop Kerno, which Wilkie can do. Yes. Hey, well, who? I don't know about that. Cal, Cal Wilkie. <laughs> no, I know who it is. Just Very um, good player, Cal Wilkie, <laughs> but I'm not sure if he can stop Mac, the big Max Charlie. Max King's going to be back. Is he really? Okay, yeah. well, that's a big in. That's King, a big in. Max doesn't play in the twos, as Ross said last week. Max, does he, did he actually he say that? He barely yeah, plays yeah. in the ones. Max doesn't play in the twos. No, no, Max doesn't play in the twos. Oh, whoa, that's a... Oh. Huge. That, that's one of those now, Ross comments where you go, I wouldn't have said that, Ross. Zachy Jones going down with injury. He's out for the season. He's played four games. I don't know where his contract's going to sit at the end of this year. Not a huge out, but, uh, yeah. Well, he fucked up my fantasy this week and I lost to you. Good Lord. Um, and then, <laughs> look, after this, we've got Richmond, we've got Geelong, and we've got Brisbane. Huge games. Three yeah. of those games at home. You might beat Geelong. I think, you, yeah, you I could beat. I think be- we beat Richmond at Marvel. No. Well, Richmond have been patchy, At but Marvel. that could like be a, that there. could be a bit of a dogfight. The Richmond up, Saints man. game, honestly, I think that's that's going to be the one you have to win. Yeah. Like we that's one. You, I mean, the ti- the Tigers were taking it to Melbourne. We this need week. to win yeah. two of these games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, got to no, win minimum if, two. If, if we win two, we make the top four. I mean, top the eight. The top four. The top no, no, four. No, no, he top says. eight. Top yeah, eight. that's what I thought. So. If you're predicting now, where do the Saints finish? We check in every week. We get a ladder prediction and then a perhaps finals prediction. He's never said that they will not be making the finals. He said mm. maybe ninth one week. Yeah, it was dicey on the It was the, dicey. The he was non-committal. So what are you thinking now? Look, I still think sixth. sixth. You think sixth. All right, we'll lock that in. We'll lock it in. He says sixth. And you'll be playing against the seventh position. So oh, let's say, look. let's say uh, the doggies finish in seventh. Mm. So you play the doggies oh, at Marvel. I'd pick, I'd pick the one. dogs. I'd pick the dogs. No, no, I would I'd be confident if we're playing the doggies at Marvel. I wouldn't Fuck be. Yeah, I would that. pick the dogs in that game one hundred percent. They've got no defence left. <laughs> yeah, but you, it, when it comes to when it comes to did finals, did you not see I what think. we did to them in, early in the year? Yeah, yeah it's look, not early in the year though. We absolutely flogged them. I think it's going to be. It would be a rude awakening if I you played the dogs. I hope we played the dogs in the finals. 
I think that could be realistically a possibility. I, I hope we do. Like you either finish sixth or seventh either way around. I think that could be shaping up as the games. But imagine if it's Saints v. Crom or oh. Saints v. GWS. Yeah, see, they lose all of those. They lose all of those. Or it could be Saints v. Geelong. It could be Saints v. See, Geelong in the finals. That. It could be, I don't know. In any case, a lot either of way, games. before we go move on to other sports, was it, were we moving on to other yeah, sports? Yeah, that, before that was we the do plan, that, yes. I just got one last thing. Nathan Brown's... Uh, sports bets interjections. Oh God, yeah, he's been so he all does, over him. So he does. The he, same has, game he does multis, a multi each way. He does I like to call them the same game multis. Oh, um, hilarious, Corey. There's very funny. He's stuff. done 57, 57, 57 total year. multis. Would you yep. like to guess how many of those have come in? Oh, maybe six, two. <laughs> <laughs> So these are advertising oh, you know more That's multis still... than Nathan now, Brown, and these, I haven't hit many. These I... are the these are adver- these are multis advertised at the viewer that from a from a footy pundit as if yeah. that, that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Two yeah. from fifty-seven. Oh, that... Has someone told him this? Has someone, <laughs> can someone get in touch with Nathan Brown and tell him, mate, these are shit multis? Oh, can and... you give me a ten legger? Like, and... can you try and give me something more exotic, please? <laughs> and uh, just one last stat. Um, uh, teams with players to play every game this season. Oh, okay. They're in yes. their lists. Um, uh, Brisbane have 11. Yep. Bulldogs have nine, uh, as do St. Kilda and Collingwood. Port have eight, uh, as does Gold Coast. Sydney, Richmond and Frio have seven. Kangas, Melbourne, Hawks have six, uh, yep. as well as Essington. Geelong and Adelaide with five. West Coast and GWS, four. Yep. Carlton, two. Kerno wow. and Weedering. Wow. Well, there's the last your spine. The it's, last been, it's been some shocking injury and, runs and there. interesting that they're at either end. Yes. Well, they the, the, the Blues are making a charge No context now. on that stat. I just no, no, I like it. I like it's a no context AFL stat. So let's go to other sporting news. What I've got nothing because I've been busy. What boys, what, uh, you, I'll riff on your news well, headlines, Well, before we boys. get into actual serious ones, we'll just lead it off with one that's a little bit funny. Yes. DJ Khaled. I hate him so much, yes. man. Now, I hate him too, but... But I have become a massive fan in, in a way. I'm obsessed with watching his TikToks, his I can, Instagram I to, reels. I have to hit not interested in he, every single one of them. He has a mental disability. This, <laughs> this man is disabled. Some of the stuff, the way he acts. What, do, what disability do you think DJ Khaled has? It's like he's been hit in the head with a bat. That's what it's like. <laughs> The stuff he comes out with is unreal. It's not like it's like he's autistic or something. No, the, I no, think he's, no, 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 I don't think he's he's got anything. Uh, now, he's latest, I think he's just dumb as a post. Yeah, he's I very think dumb. that that is it. And he's surrounded by yes men as well. One hundred percent. Yes. So his latest thing is he's been playing a lot of golf. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about yes, him. Yes, he says let's go golf. He's got yes. a custom Louis Vuitton golf bag <sighs> that's worth thirty thousand dollars. So he's with, a wanker. He's um, a wanker. Yes. But the this week he said uh, in an interview that he wants to play on the PGA. Yeah, the PGA Tour. Now, yeah. I don't know if you've seen DJ, DJ Khaled. He's quite an overweight man. He's obese. And he's, he's morbidly obese. He's also 47 years old. Um, and, and he's, he's also, he like, he's said, not good at golf. This is, um, this is, this car, is a reporter he? saying, uh, Khaled, 47, is convinced he'll help break down barriers in golf to make the sport more diverse. And, what, that, he'll, fat bucks? and that he'll eventually play on the PGA Tour. It's an extremely tall order. 
and this is DJ Khaled. Will it change anything? I don't know. But I do know <laughs> there's something profound about watching people of colour have this much fun on a golf course. People riding carts in circles, people munching on Jamaican jerk chicken, people hollering, hollering at each other from the other side of the course. There's no fear of being told you're too loud or that you're doing too wow, much. Breaking something that worries me in mostly white spaces. I can't. Wow. Are so we DJ Khaled is saying that. Fat. Yeah, he's very fat, Joel. Yes. He's very, very fat. So he he also hasn't heard of Tiger Woods. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't think of a single person of colour who's good at golf. Can so, you? So this, so reporter, this reporter goes on. He says, uh, maybe Khaled can't transform, transform golf any more than Tiger Woods couldn't. <laughs> but he has transformed this course on this afternoon, his claimed golf. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, that's that just... I hate him so much because it's not only is he... He's he became a meme uh, on Snapchat like ten years ago. Like his Snapchat got really famous. Yeah, and it's still stupid. There, it's it's always been stupid. Yep. But his rise to fame in the music industry. I had to look this up not too long ago because I let his my hatred for him consume my brain, <laughs> and I, I did a deep dive. I'm like, how did this motherfucker get famous? So he connects people. That's it. He he was a radio DJ. Yeah, he was he um he had like a radio show where he would just be a really shitty hype man. And that bleeds over into his musical style where he doesn't actually make the beats of the no, songs that he's no, credited no. on. He just gets it on the start of the song and just goes, DJ Khaled! We the best music! We the best music! And, and then it. The, that's, that's, it. that's it. That's all he does and he gets millions of dollars to do it. And people enable this motherfucker. People enable him saying, wow, isn't this funny now, that look, this guy's a millionaire? Now look, before you blow your... The top off your head. I am blowing the top we'll, off my we'll head. We'll move away from DJ God, Khaled. God, me, man. Fuck. The UFC happened. It was a huge card. Yes. Huge, 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 huge card. We'll start from the bo- the bottom of the main card. Bobby Green um, choked out Tony Ferguson, which was tough very to sad. watch. Very, very sad. Tony Ferguson's been going downhill for a while. And seeing him flailing on the ground with his legs kicking around, it was it was bad. Yeah, remember and, when and Bobby Kab- Green's not a great fight. No, he's not. Remember when Khabib <laughs> v Tony was the fight, and yes. everyone was so keen for this. Well, he was he was the most electric fighter yeah. in the UFC. Yeah, and then CTE happens. Yeah, you know, he's old. Man. He's old. He's got to go. But he got paid three hundred grand for that fight. So. They need to retire him for his own sake. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm scared that he's going to retire sure and then five years later he's going to do a Chris Benoit. If anyone's going to do a Chris Benoit it's in the Ferguson. UFC, it's Tony. He's, it's Tony. He's not right. Yeah. He's not oh, right. God. In any case, for, any, for any young kids who are not sure who Chris Benoit is, he did something bad. <laughs> he did. Uh, he, he did, did something Google very it. bad. The Wolverine. Google it. Uh, the rabid Wolverine. There's, a, there's also, great documentaries about it. hell of a wrestler. Yeah, great. Hell of a wrestler. Great. He was fantastic. But what, I, what I suggest is for the kids listening, if there are any. Go there to might school, be a couple, Joel. Go to your school computers and Google. Google Chris Benoit. Read it all. Read it all. Derek the Black Beast Lewis, who's oh, a yes. crowd favourite, yes. um, <laughs> took about three seconds to knee this fat bloke in the head. <laughs> I didn't even write his name down because this guy came out. He looked so out of shape. It was bad, man. It was bad. The fight started. He ran up, kneed him in the head. It was oh, over. Hilarious. Um, Perea uh, beat 
Blackowicz, Blankowicz, Blahovic, Blahovic. Blahovic. He's Polish. Yes. That's right. Um, I was. I don't like Pereira, so I was. I was going for Jan here. Yes. But it did go the distance, even though Jan looked gassed in mm. the fourth. Jan's getting old, as and well. that was Pereira going up a division as well. It was. Yeah. yeah it's he's, a light heavyweight. He, he is a more of a natural light heavyweight. The fact that he was well, fighting massive. The, the the fact he was fighting in the the, the class below is. In absolutely it couldn't have been huge. easy to cut. Very um, thick. And then the main, Very thick. the main event was uh, Justin Gaethje uh, defeating uh, Dustin Poirier, or as I like to call it, uh, Gay Jesus versus uh, Poirier, um, <laughs> with a surprise head kick. Which yeah, it was absolutely huge. nobody saw it coming. You let could alone, hear it. Um, Dustin Poirier. Well, you know say, who didn't see it coming was Poirier. Yeah, yes, right. I got to say that I love the production on UFC. The mics, whatever mics they're using to capture the audio from yeah, inside the, the octagon. Mics or something. You can hear that kick as it connected so well. It's just that's a, why the um, a oh, lot of, a lot so of good. during COVID when they were doing the crowdless ones, I actually preferred it. It was yeah. you could hear. There everything. was also one uh, in the, it wasn't during COVID, but it was held at an event in China, and the China uh, yep. the Chinese are uh, they're a bit quieter as a crowd. Yes, and yep. it was. Uh, Alistair Overeem versus Sergei Pavlovich. This was years ago. Oh, and Overeem was a Overeem, gorilla. Overeem won. This, this was still not steroid Overeem. It was after that, yeah. but still huge. Uh, and he beat Pavlovich with uh, ground and pound at TKO. And the mics, because the crowd was so quiet and the mics were so perfectly placed, the shots that Overeem <laughs> was getting in on Pavlovic were literally just it's like sickening. hitting. It was like the Incredible Hulk hitting a yeah. dead cow. It was just <laughs> like six or seven times. You could just hear every one of them. It was, and the camera's right there. Now, you can see it. Google it, kids. Another one if you're a kid in school on, and you want to see someone nearly die. Google Overeem. Do, over do it while you're at school, though. Do it while you're at school. It's been a uh, it's been a minute since we've had a good prize fight in the boxing, but we've had just had one of the biggest, arguably, oh, in, really? in, a, in a decade. Who's the fighters? Uh, Terence Crawford uh, defeated Errol Spence Jr. Now, both yeah, of these... I don't know who these guys are. Oh, really? No, I don't uh, know who see, they are. Both of these guys were undefeated. Yeah, okay. And about four years ago, they made a million-dollar bet against each other. Um, Whoa. So th- this, this is a long-time beef. Okay. Both undefeated. Uh, Crawford's a little bit old, older. Uh, Errol's, Errol's a bit more of the um, young punk type uh, archetype, if you will. Yes, and Terrence yes. is a bit more of the reserved type. They both walked out with rappers, which I loved. I so know one of them walked out with Eminem. Who was, was the that other was one? Terrence Crawford. Who, who was the other rapper? Um, it was a guy from Texas, a, bi- a big guy, and he was just rapping about how he's from Texas, which was honestly dope as fuck. Okay, I'm trying to think of it rappers was, it was from very, Texas. very, very cool. So, yeah, they both came out to rappers. I was hyped. Yeah. Um, Fantastic fight, but Crawford absolutely tore him apart. Okay. Tore him apart. So this this has been hyped for a long time because they are both elite guys and, yeah, Crawford just ran through him. Absolutely ran through him. Knocked him out in about the eighth or ninth round, I think. Undis- Literally never heard of these blokes. But undisputed. yeah, for them. He's the undis- now the undisputed welterweight champion right. at uh, 66 kilos. So um, they will both likely go up because they have – there's no, one in, there's the no way in that division. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Uh, they'll both likely go up. Jamel Charlo, they could go up against, who Tim Zhu is also supposed oh, to fight. So maybe he would maybe. be in the running against Zou one of these could guys. could get involved, yes. Canelo Alvarez is close uh, to that, that guy I division. do know. I he's, do know who Canelo Alvarez one is. one more higher, but Canelo can come down. All right, so there's a well, couple of potential matchups Tim Zhu has there. already said that he would rather fight. Um, Spence Jr. out of these two. All right. Yep. Um, that's if those two don't have a rematch. Let's go straight our, away. Our, our Aussie boy. Our, but is, is you Greek? 
No, uh, he's, he's no, Russian. Russian? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay, nice. Yeah. Controversial. Costa, Costa um, Zoo is Russian. Yeah. Either way, another Australian sporting star victory last night. The Matildas the getting up Achilles. against the Canadians. 4-1, I believe. Get it? a no, dog up near Canada. So they needed to win this because they were looking dicey. Yeah, it was a good that performance, That loss to Nigeria though. was bad. Yeah, I didn't watch the Nigeria game, but I did yeah. watch this one. Uh, and... I gotta say, love the classic Brexit four four two formation yeah, that the good. girls were rocking with there. Fantastic! No need to reinvent and the wheel. Did, did four come off the bench? No, nah, she didn't. No, she stayed on the bench. There's okay. a thing in the contract that people don't realise as well. If she has injections, this is a Chelsea, is a Chelsea contract. It's a Chelsea yes. contract, which let's be honest, pays the most. Yes. If she gets injections. She's basically that contract now, is null you mean, and void. You mean like a like a pain uh, yeah. injection or so, an anti-inflammatory which, hey, inv- happens injection for players all yep. the time. It's, it's not uncommon. Common practice yep. nowadays. Yes, but if that is happening and she's playing for Australia, her contract is null and void. Really? So yeah. her Chelsea contract is null and void. If she yeah. gets injections. So in other okay. words, I wonder why that is. Well, because they don't want her going and playing under duress. For anyone but themselves. Yeah. Okay. And That's odd. Well, if, think about it. If you're having injections, you're clearly not right. Well, I'd like to. See, I'd like to see if um, if any many male uh, players have that same. I'm uh, sure they that would. Same thing. I reckon there'd be something like that. There'd, there'd be something be more, like that. Now this this game um, is obviously big in the media because the Matildas are into the round of 16, but it's also in for an interesting uh, moment that happened. And we do have some audio here. So see if you can catch the what this Canadian player is saying after a foul. Lunch, Lady Doris. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Oh, you've, done, you've cooked it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. So the foul is happening now. You fucking jumped into me, you twat. Oh, God. So it's the Canadian lady that Chapman. says twat. Yes. I didn't know. Well, I didn't know the Canadian said, did she pronounce it twat it's or twat? Tw- it's twat, she they said say. Twat. That yes. means vagina. It does, yes. That means vagina. Very like, unbecoming of a young lady. Very, well, like, you did. <laughs> she <laughs> said it to the coach. I don't know why. Like, why would you say twat? Now, I think, I think that's because the... Canada has um, a different uh, UK influence than we do. It's more of a heavy uh, Scottish northern type influence, Uh, whereas our UK influence is all but drowned out by our extreme Aussiness. Yes. So that twat twat thing is... is, Twat. It's like a direct English thing. Yeah, whereas if an English person was saying it, they would say twat. Yeah. Like you're a twat. Yeah, yeah. But the, but just the way that she says it, it's very. Brilliant. Oh, I loved it. It was yeah. very high so energy. I've, in the footage, she's not saying that to the player that she fouled. She's screaming it at the coach on the yeah. sideline. Yeah, that's uh, that's spicy. That's very, very spicy. Very but good. let's go, Matildas, getting around our girls, uh, and it's great to see how packed the stadiums are and, and how much viewership the Women's World Cup is getting. It's and awesome. while we're on soccer, last week we were talking about uh, one uh, Mbappe, Kylian, Kylian yes. Mbappe, and yes. the potential. Saudi move. The Saudis. There has been progress on this. Yeah, he, go on. He you, refused to meet them. Excellent, Killian. Turned well it down. done. So it's that's, a, that's a billion. That's a billion odd dollars that he was standing to it's make. It's not dumb, Joel. Yes, it's, it is. It's why is no, it dumb? It's not dumb. It's a billion dollars. He doesn't no. need it. 
He doesn't need the money. He can still get half a billion and play in wherever he likes. He's already He's got all. He's only going to do it for a year to bank the billion. And then go he off doesn't do want to do that. Wants. He wants to play at the highest level against the best opposition. Yeah, he has to do it for a year. He doesn't. Well, he doesn't want to. When, you, the, when you're already worth in, hundreds of millions of dollars, it doesn't matter. He's, He's in the prime. He's in the prime of his career, and he wants to win a Champions League. I'll do it he, for him. He wants to play against the best opposition. Because he is the best, arguably the best player in the world, along with Erling Haaland. And he's going to, he wants to go to Real Madrid, but the rumours are there are Premier League teams circling. But the go is Real Madrid want him. He wants to go to Real Madrid. They want to make it happen. But PSG want to get as much money as they can out of that deal. Hence the Saudis. And I have picked a Saudi Arabian team to support. Good. It is Al Etifak. Al Etifak. Managed by the great Steven Gerrard. Oh, good. Yeah, course. <laughs> uh, and he's also gotten former Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson to take the Saudi money. Yeah, course. And they'll go over together. The Scousers not speaking a lick of Arabic going over to play for Al Etifak. So let's go. Inshallah. Al Etifak will win the Saudi Pro League uh, in the coming season. I expect you boys to pick a Saudi team as well. I will pick one, yes. I yes. will, I will. you got to pick Actually, one. Actually, I think I'll just go with Al Halal. Yeah, is that the one that... That's uh, the one that was offering Mbappe the money. Yeah, I, I forget who they've got. I think they've got N'Golo Kante yeah. and Kareem Benzema, I Good. think. So they've Good. Got Love some, those guys. They've got some Saudi boys. Love and you all guys. need to pick a, a major league cricket team. Oh, good. To go yeah. for as oh, well. No, I want the porpoises. Is it the porpoises? No, no the Orcas. The Orcas. Okay. I'm a bit late for this. I've okay. already, yes. Who are you picking, Joel? Who's your, who's your MLC team? Oh, the Orcas. Yeah, no. we got, we're going to. Okay. So we've adopted the, the Orcas. Seattle Orcas. But you know, Mitch Marsh is on their list. Yes. Mitch Marsh plays. It's almost over. Yeah, is it what? Is it already over? It's it's the finals right now. Is it really? Interesting. Fuck? Now, How are the Orcas going? Are they winning? Look, we'll see. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll report no back. Idea. The finals next, next week. We'll, um, so go what over a it. short season. Last oh. week, if you cast orcas. your mind back, oh, sorry, good that's lord, my, that's, that's my more of a dolphin. They, they said, oh no, Orcas like. I don't know if Orcas make a noise. They click. Okay. They do it. They do like a click. They're like interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's so la- last week, if you can cast your mind back, I was engrossed with the All Island Hurling Grand Final. Yes, yes. So we were to talking be sure. about hurling a little bit. Now this week is more Irish news. Yeah, go on. It's the All Island Gaelic Football Grand Ooh, Final. I think I saw a highlight pop up of this or two. Now this is um, the closest game in the world to Australian rules football. Yes, but still very fucking weird. Yeah, it's um, super weird. Dublin beat Kerry uh, one fifteen. To 113. Yeah, because they don't show the scores no. properly. Yes. So it's essentially two points. Yes. And th- those two points were scored in the dying seconds of the game. And oh. but f- I've got some audio here, but before we play it, it's interesting to note that Dublin County has 1.3 million people. Kerry has 140,000. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so, so it's a bit here. of a... You would think it's a bit of an underdog story, but Kerry is the most um, accoladed team. In the league, okay. even even with their small county, which is which is interesting. All right, but okay. This game was very 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 hype, and this is the last um, ten seconds of the game and the the siren and, the, and the scene. Massive kick from a massive player and a massive score, and they go two clear. Yeah, he doesn't miss them there. A great score. They've given up the kickoffs. As expected, they've got loads of bodies. James McCarthy sitting right back in front of David Clifford. No, the six minutes are over. It is all over, and Dublin are all Ireland champions again for the 31st time. The 31st time. The <laughs> the quarter push. Kerry did that. Dublin did the fun- 
very, very hyped. The 34th time 34th that they've won time. it. 34th time. They're very thirsty on a 30, 34. So that is, does that mean it's the 34th time they've won the league? I believe that's what he was saying. Dad, yes. so imagine getting 34 flags yeah. if your team got 34. They, Dublin I'd are be happy a powerhouse. You'd be happy with one with the Saints. Imagine if the Saints... And, uh, I, I, I think Colin would have lost 34 flags. I, uh, I, I scrubbed my way through their game. It's, it's a very hyped. Very, very yeah. hard oh, game. I love the way that they don't bounce the ball. They kick it to themselves. Yeah, yeah. I like Super it. cool. Super um, cool. So in other news, we've got Russia and Belarus are predictively uh, out of the Paris 24 games. Yeah. As well, they, Russia has been the last few and the last few I think games. Russia should host their own Olympic games. Well, they did, the winter ones. Yeah, but no, 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 they do. That's what kicked off no, the No, 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 they host their own summer Olympics, but everyone's allowed to dope. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to Very good. inject as much Might as well do the China. Now, interestingly, yeah, do, 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 Russia, just the Russia Chinese Olympics with nothing but drugged up, roided, big traps, weightlifters. Now, this, in is every a, event. this is somewhat of a misnomer, but people um, don't quite fully understand this for the most part. The athletes are still going to compete. Oh. Which uh, they always do. But under a different name. Under the banner of the Independent Olympic Athletes. Oh, that's happened before. Yeah, no. it happens, okay. every, happens every time. So All right. you're not allowed to fly Russian flags. They don't play the anthem. And in the opening ceremony, you wear grey tracksuits and come in at the back. The neutral team. Yep. The neutral team. So unless, if unless, I win the gold medal, tell my wife hello. Unless you're an athlete that has a specific doping allegation against you personally, you are allowed to compete. Just not under the Russian banner or the okay. Belarusian banner for that. The Belarusian uh, banner. Manner. What is the Belarusian flag? Well, are they just like uh, a red, yellow, green, red, red yes, and green and white. red? Oh, they got a green. And That's a nice little exotic flag. They do have flag like somewhat there. of a little. Do they have um, hot tennis players? Icon. They do. Yeah. They do. Do you, do you know any hot? Sab- be- Sabablanka. Hot, Sab- is she Sabablanka. Belarusian? She is. Sabablanka. Well, Sabablanka. Um, hardly I've know got her. some world news as well. Go on, Joel. Back, yes. So I'll run through it super quick. The World Dwarf Games are on at the moment. So what? The Dwarf Jesus. Games? Jesus. Yeah. This is Christ. hot reporting, Joel. Talk us through the World Dwarf Games. <laughs> so they run from the 28th to the 5th of August. <laughs> I thought that would be in the, in the Paralympics. I no, thought no. that. Do they get their own? Yeah, they get their yeah, own. They get their That's own. Sick. So there's 500 athletes in 20 countries. I would hope. Do they have? This is where what I would pitch for the World Dwarf Games. Have dwarf commentators as well, oh, if I'm they sure don't they already. Do. Well, you have to get Peter Dinklage so, as a correspondent. So we've got <laughs> we've got sports like archery, badminton, basketball. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it just sounds basketball. Really funny. You can't have a plan. You just bring him, You just bring the hoop down. Hey, oh. Put it higher. What's <laughs> what what other sports do they have? <laughs> What other sports today? Fuck me. At the mid, at the, no, you can't say midget. No, you can't say midget. Out. I think I thought dwarf was out. Do they I thought we're into little person. Do they now. have the steeplechase? I thought we're into little person. Do they have volleyball? <laughs> do they? Yeah, do they have volleyball? Do they have uh, tennis? Do they have donkey races? So, Joel, why are you there competing? Well, yeah, we could make you <laughs> the you. prime dwarf <laughs> athlete in the sports. We could go. We could go the pentathlon. I'm actually um about. Well, I think four inches too tall to be classed as oh, one. Fuck. So well, you're just too high. Yeah, just, I'm just too, too high. high. We could do some fuck. surgery. Those little fuckers must we look could up do some to you. Surgery. I'm just thinking Jesus. of the best possible sports for the Dwarf Olympics. You know, there's actually a bit of Dwarf controversy going on right now. What's that? So you know how there's uh, the Barbenheimer juggernaut that's happening at the moment? Yes. Later in the year, move over Barbenheimer, it's Wonk-Polian time. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's a Willy Wonka movie coming out the same day. As a Napoleon movie. Wow. 
I like a Wonka, a Wonkapolian. So we're yes. doing Wonkapolian. But yeah. in, in the Will of Wonka movie, uh, the trailer's dropped. And there's an Oompa Loompa. And it's being played, played by, by Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Now, the little fellas are up in us. <laughs> the union. The union. Of I them. mean. The lollipop guild. When you think of little people actors. Peter Dinklage, you know. No, no, not. No, let me. Let me rephrase that. Little people roles. The yes. iconic role. It's Oompa is Loompa. the Oompa Loompa. Yeah, and that's cast. You're going to take that gig. And it, yeah. You've cast Hugh Grant. And it's not even Hugh Grant shrunk down with Hugh Grant proportions. They've shrunk him into dwarf proportions. Yeah, they've just CGI'd his face it onto is, the, the Oompa Loompa. It is very precise. You'd be, ima- yeah, imagine being like a middle tier And I stand, dwarf with, actor. I stand with the little people. Oh, yeah, we stand, with, we stand with the I little stand people with who have been uh, denied these roles. The Dwarf Olympics, I can't believe that. that okay. is, I've oh, got oh, that's great. Jesus, as well. That's Christ. great reporting. We should, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I want to watch I'm, some I'll footage looking of that. this up. I want to watch some footage uh, of that. So the 18th World Championships of the... Rock climbing world championships are about to start in Switzerland. So they run from the first to the twelfth. Rock climbers are pretty psycho. They are. They're insufferable. Jesus Christ. Um, The swimming world championships have wrapped up. Yep. Kaylee McEwen, our Aussie girl, won the gold in the 50, 100, and 200 backstroke. Good on you, Katie. She also. Stick it to them. Got silver in the mixed medley, four by 100s, mixed and women's. Yes. So she was named. Women's of the tournament. Oh, very good. So um, she's in prime form for the Olympics. Yeah, and we also edged out the States for the first time ever on the medal yes. tally, which is Get nice. a dog up, you suppose. Get um, a dog up, Somehow they still won team of the actual tournament, which was bullshit. I think oh. they I think they got more medals yeah, total, but, but we got off. more they, golds. They did this, you know, they brought up the rear. No, I'm back so, in here, Joel. They were water, wrong. Water polo as well, which great sport. Yeah, water polo is cool. I do ever. find myself watching. I it. tried to play it once. It it's fucked. It's, it's so super brutal. Hard. It's they, so super they hard. They kick you in the balls and shit, and you appeal to the umpire. <laughs> the umpire's like, no, I, don't I didn't care. see it. It was underwater. I didn't, I didn't see Fuck. shit. So for the first time ever the, at the World Championships, has been both games ended in a draw and decided by penalties. Oh, Interesting. Hype. so Hungary defeating Greece in the men's ten mm. ten, and then four three in penalties. And no, then, that's good to see Hungary winning something. They don't yeah, win much. That. No, they, they don't win much. Shoutouts to. To my partner Chloe, who is in Hungary right now. Oh, she's in Hungary. She doesn't listen, but I'll shout her out anyway. Either way, uh, you know they did. They did. They, I'm trying to think of who the most famous Hungarian is. We've done this with Welsh people on the pod mm. before, and we could. Famous the only Hungarian. one I could think of was Tom Jones and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Keep talking, Joe. I'm gonna look up famous Hungarians. Alrighty. So the women's, we've got the Netherlands defeating Spain 12-12, and then 5-4. This is still water polo. Yep. So both of them. Okay. Nice. Um, okay. And then one other last thing from me. I've got Alexi Popper and won a tennis tournament at 250. So it was a nice win over Stan Rowinka. Oh, okay. Like Stan Rowinka is still second. kicking around. Yep. Okay, I've, got some, I've got some famous Hungarians. Yes. Get the fuck out. Who? Who is it? It says Drew Barrymore. I don't believe no. that. I don't believe that. Drew Barrymore's not Hungarian. No, she's related Google. to Nicolas Cage. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's Maybe. part of the uh, Coppola clan. Oh. Um, Harry Houdini. Oh, that's one a good one. One of the more one. famous Hungarians. That's a real good um, one. Keep going, Joel. I'll come, I'll come back to you. I've gone to welovebudapest.com. Well, while, while we're on tennis, I've got a, uh, an interesting one. The scud. Mark Philippousis. The poo. Oh, the poo. The poo, if you will. I'm not sure if he likes that name, oh. but, you know, it is what it is. Yes. He's had a four-month coaching ban and a, <gasps> a 10,000 10, euro what fine. What was he the, coaching? What did the poo do? He did a voiceover for a betting ad. Oh no, Mark. They're insidious, no. these betting you, companies. You can't do that, Mark. You can't do you that. You can't do that. And he won't be coaching 
performance. Would you know what his voice was, though, if it came up? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Absolutely. Because I wouldn't. Now, I, to finish off, have got a very sad story, boys. Oh, no. The running backs of the NFL. Yes, so these are like the, the people who the quarterback can hand it off to yes. to run. Yes. Now, they are all standing together in this tough time because their average salary has been going down in recent years. Oh, no. As the game of NFL is changing, passing plays are becoming the meta and running backs have a short shelf life because it is the most brutal position. Yeah. Every time they get the ball, they get slammed. Their careers are not very long. Now... On average, they're being paid just $11 million a year. How do you live <laughs> off of that? Just $11 million. How on earth are you going to My live off of, now, off of 11 mil? They're standing together. They're trying to come up with a way, a way to bring themselves back up. Now, these quarterbacks, they're getting $32 million. The wide receivers, $19.7 million. These, these poor fellas. My heart fucking bleeds. This is million. a farce. It this is, is a, farce. a farce. What can they do? Who knows? They're suggesting KPI bonuses, perhaps. Mm. A pool of money where if they hit KPIs, they can get a get a little bit you more. Need to, you need to hit the mark of if you're not getting two concussions per game, that's not good enough. You need to bump those numbers now, up. You I need just, to be getting three concussions a game. I just wanted to make you guys aware of that because I stand with... It's a bit, it, no, that's a cause that's clearly really close to your heart, Corey. I stand with the running backs. I stand with the running backs too. No Adri man, Adrian Peterson, he was No man should be made to play 10 games a year for $11 million. No, no man. It's that's no slave man. wages. That's it is. basically working it is. in a sweatshop. It is making iPhones. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I'll, I'll, NFL. Report, I'll report back Roger on the plight. Goodell. Roger Goodell. It's not good enough. I'll report right? back on that plot. So you've been put on notice, Roger Goodell. <laughs> and uh, with that, unless anyone's, have you got any more midget news, Joel? Yeah, sorry, dwarf. <laughs> Have you got any more dwarf news over there? Well, I know Benry's getting cancelled after this. Yeah, I, I can't say midget. I, I do have another one that I really like. Yeah, go on. You know how much I love um, observing and stirring up conspiracy theorists. Oh, for sure, yes. So this one, one of my favourite pastimes. This one came up last week. LeBron James' son, Bronny James, great yes, name. Yes, great name. Um, and he's a very good basketball player too. He is, and he suffered cardiac arrest during a basketball yes, game. Yes, I saw this. Now, he's fine. He's fine. He's in a stable condition. Yep. He's fine. And oh my, did they come out of the woodwork? Yeah, the cooker anti How many jabs did he get? Oh, just people commenting How with, many the, jabs? with the sheep emoji and the needle emoji. They Cardiac love that. arrest. This they has never that. happened before. But um, I mean, there's many studies to prove that it has and con will continue to happening because the leading cause of death in college athletes who die suddenly. Mm. Is cardiac arrest. Yeah, pre-COVID, this it, was already the same thing. It has thing. been for decades. And also the same thing happened when Christian Eriksen, the player, he was playing for the Denmark national team, but he yes. has played for Tottenham and for Man United. Uh, he went down with a cardiac event in a game. Yep. Every All of the cooker anti-vaxxers were saying, oh, this is the jab, this is the jab, it's going to get, <laughs> this is what, what happens when you get the jab. He hadn't been vaccinated yet. Uh, and Love when that. you tell them that, they Love don't that. like it. Uh, he Love was that. unvaccinated at the time. Um, please go do something else with your life uh, if you are a COVID anti-vaxxer troll. So 
That will be the Barely Touched Your Main episode uh, podcast for the week. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned Let for the tipping. T- stay tuned for the tipping episode, which is next. Also, mail us in your boys. Barely Touched Him on Instagram. We will listen to and you. share it with a friend. Share you know? it with a friend. Give us a review. If you see us on the street, come and talk to us. We are about the general Perth metropolitan area. Don't Corey, talk to me. I'll you deck can, you. you. Yeah, talk, Corey will deck you no, and, and steal your darts. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>